What does next year look like and how do you take what just transpired, which is maybe a pretty tumultuous year, maybe it was for you a triumphant year, regardless of which side of the spectrum or perhaps somewhere in between that you land, we think it's so critical to take a pause. And a lot of people are on pause, but a lot of people take their pause as a quote unquote vacation or they have a lot of holiday to do's and therefore they're not really pausing and reflecting or forecasting which I think is a really big um, problem and a really big uh, opportunity for people to witness and to sit sit in that special time with the Lord for Him to speak to you. What does it look like to wildly pursue the one who made you, called you, positioned you, and propels you? This podcast represents the Esters and the Azers on the rise. The ones breaking free from societal and religious norms in order to recklessly pursue God's beauty and glory while basking in the wonder of His creativity and wisdom. This is a belonging, a sisterhood, a table. Actually, it's a pool float, a palm tree, and a charcuterie. That's how these friendships came to life anyway. So grab your favorite suit and jump on in. The water's warm. And we've got tons to chat about. From business to family wealth creation, maybe some political banter, and of course, a whole lot of Jesus. Welcome to Girls Gone Holy, where you are free to be wild in Him. Welcome back to the Girls Gone Holy podcast. I am so excited to be here today with some of my faves, and I say only some because we're missing a couple, but I am here with Jess and Natalie and Kristen and it's hey, me, hey. Tamara. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're so excited. And this is our final episode of the year. I just want to say before I even queue up what it is that we're going to talk about, I can't believe that we have a podcast. This was not something in January that the Lord told me we were adding to our things of accomplishments or our things of connection or community that we were going to be doing. So that alone, can we just give a little Holy Spirit round of applause? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. For his plan. And his plan is so much better. His ways are so much higher than ours. And we're excited to come together to hopefully be a part of your reflection journey for the the time of year in which we are in, but also the forecasting of what does next year look like and how do you take what just transpired, which is maybe a pretty tumultuous year. Maybe it was for you a triumphant year, regardless of which side of the spectrum or perhaps somewhere in between that you land, we think it's so critical to take a pause. And a lot of people are on pause, but a lot of people take their pause as a quote unquote vacation, or they have a lot of holiday to do's and therefore they're not really pausing and reflecting or forecasting, which I think is a really big um, problem and a really big uh, opportunity for people to witness and to sit sit in that special time with the Lord for Him to speak to you. So we all get to do this a little bit differently. Some people do it with the practice of words and what the word they set over their year and what's the next word for their next year. Some people do it with goals or vision boards. Some people do it with what you would refer to as New Year's resolutions, and maybe you're looking at your last year's resolutions and realizing what you did or didn't do. Um, But this is not a time to sit in condemnation of lack of anything. It's a time of reflection and learned lessons so that 
that, we can operate in the next year with that much more fulfillment and ultimately that much more wisdom. So I'm excited to jump in and I could share my own, but I want to hear from you guys and I can chime in because mine aren't going anywhere. I established mine on my birth year, so it's not a calendar year thing for me. Who wants to share? I love that. Thank you for Um, queuing us up. Natalie, you ready, girl? Yeah. I I think that reflection is absolutely imperative to really move forward in anything, um, you know, whether it's positive, you know, a great success that you've had or, or if it's grief, things that, you know, doors were closed that you didn't expect to or relationships um, and situations. I think reflection is absolutely good for the, the soul. Um, and I think it's a, it's a beautiful place for the Lord to meet you um, and to be able to reflect with you. I think that when I hear the word reflection, um, you know, if you really sit in that word, the first thing that comes to my mind is like looking at yourself in reflection, a mirror, but I see, um, water, I see us looking in, in water and seeing a reflection, but the beautiful part is really, if you look really hard, Jesus is with us and he's sitting right there. He's right there with us looking down at our reflection. If we look hard enough, his reflections there too. And I think that's so important to remember that in the thing that God has really, really shown me this year, um, my word was intention. Um, and boy, did I think that word meant something completely different than what <laughs> happened at the end, what I realized at the end of the year. Um, and intention for me, um, really was hard, was hard and joy. Those are the two words that are tied to that word intention. God brought me through a lot of hard things that he needed to, he needed to show me so that I could heal from. And because of that, Um, there was so much joy. And so as we're kind of starting this conversation and I'm reflecting on my word, which was intention, I'm really reflecting on the fact that God took me back to all of these places that were hard because he wanted me to see where he was in those places. So as we reflect back on our year and reflect back on our life, um, ask God, where were you in those places, in those places of pain, but also in those places of pure joy, um, because joy is from him. Like joy is not something, it's not an, an emotion. It's, it's a real, it's a real spirit place that, that God gives us. Um, so there is a difference between joy and happiness. And when God wants to take the heart and the pain, he does replace it with peace and joy and love, you know, we're in the holiday season, but those three words are real. They're not, they're alive. They're not some word on a page. And I think reflection, um, Sometimes we think it's about what did we do, right? I think that says like, what was my list? What did I do um, this year? What did I accomplish? What did I not accomplish so I could go and put on to the next year for goals and stuff, which all have a place in our life and are so important for um, for us to kind of maybe clear our heads and get us get ourselves organized. But it really comes down to intention and what God wants to do in those places and reflecting on your life. And in this last year, I think um, what I I think you should do and what I feel in your, my heart and my spirit is um, to really take pause and reflect where God was in all of it. Um, and, you know, I, I, for a long time as a kid, I didn't journal. I wasn't a diary person, but as I've gotten in my older life, I've um, in my adult life, um, <laughs> my older life, I'm, I'm not old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've just, I've really understood the value of journaling and, and value of writing things down because 
there are so much. 365 days is a lot of days. Like we are so um, accustomed in, in society, like 365 in a year, but that is a lot of days. That is a lot of times for miracles to take place, for God to show up. Like someone do the math. What is 360? What is, how many seconds is that in a year, right? Like there, that's so much time. Um, but in the big scheme of things, it's actually like a breath. You know, it so it makes me think of 525,600. Yes. There you go. <laughs> that's what right. Saying. How do I'm you like, that's how I know the numbers. Exactly. <laughs> so, good. so, I mean, if you think about that and you just really are you, allowing um, God to reveal and reflect where he was in those, in those minutes and those seconds, um, it just makes you realize just the gravity of, of his presence and, um, what he really wants to do in your life. So I believe reflection is so important for all the, what I just said, um, to move forward, because I know for me, what I'm looking forward to, and I haven't picked my word yet I, for the next year, I don't know what I'm going to, um, what that's going to be. I sit with the Holy spirit and really let him download it to me. But all I, what I do know is I know I'm going to look for where God is in everything that I do. Um, everything. And I mean, it's already, it's already transformed my life in that I don't need to stress about, oh my gosh, am I making the right decision, um, partnering with somebody or making the right decision in this, in this business move? Am I, am I, should it be in these people's lives? Like, I don't have to go through that alone. I'm not going through it alone. I can just lean on him and be like, God, what do you want me to do? Because I don't want it to be my strength. I want it to be yours. And I want it to be your decision, not mine. And so really living a life where you reflect every day and you ask God what he wants and where he wants to be in those moments in your life, um, I think is probably one of the most profound things and the thing that I'm taking away from my last year. That's so good. It's such a cool practice. I was actually thinking like maybe for those who are not avid journalers either, I'm raising my hand. It'd be really cool at the end of every day to write down the word that defines that day mm. and like put it in a jar. And then at the end of your year, you could like go through and be like, man, right. And like, look at all of the things that defined your year and, and the wisdom that comes from that oh, as maybe a practice, a creative I'm, idea, right. It just I, came to yeah. me. Only way I, I love like that. that. I love that you're not an avid journaler and you sent me a journal and you and I had a conversation <laughs> about journaling, right? And I love good. to journal. Okay, look, I don't journal, but... Oh, that one is Ooh. gorgeous though. Wow. I've, I've been trying to journal. I want to be a good journaler. I'm a writer, but not a journaler. Uh, well, and, and you made a comment that like... I want to just put profound things in here. And what I found through reflecting, because I am like the queen of reflection, like that's all I do is constantly ask myself, how did I show up okay. in this situation? How could I ha have shown up better? Um, you know, who would I, if I were becoming the person that I'm growing into, how would they show up? And like every day I always ask myself, like, what was my DNA on that situation? And it, it's generally when I start journaling, it doesn't have anything to do with me having a profound thought, but by the time I'm done, there are profound thoughts in it. You know what I mean? So just because it starts as you as you roll with it, it starts coming out of your mouth. But um, Nat, to your point, like what you were saying made me think of um, years ago, I had a, my best girlfriend had some heart issues and I was scared to death to lose her. And I literally 
this sounds crazy, but this is the way I live my life. Get in the car. We're going to Mexico. And she was having heart issues because she had extra weight on her and she was trying to get healthy. We literally went to Mexico at four in the morning and we scheduled with this American doctor who also worked in Mexico. And we did bypass surgery to get her some of the weight off of her to, because we couldn't do it in the United States. So it sounds silly. I, I'm not going to say I recommend that anybody does that, but that's, that's what awesome. we did. And the doctors were fantastic. And I'm sitting in this hospital and there's this picture of Jesus over the operating table behind the doctors. And it was like, it still stands out to me as like this just comfort of like when you're going through hard things or when you have hard things to maneuver through, like he's right there with you and he's peering over your shoulder and he's he's a part of the process. Like you don't have to be scared. And, and one of the things like in the last two years of my life, some of the like hands down hardest years I've ever had to walk through um, I'm a control freak and I don't remember what my word was for last year. So number one, if you're going to create one, like actually be intentional about it. So full disclosure, I don't remember what I love was. that. This is why we're all the best. Like everyone's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea what, what word word. Why does anybody need it? Like, so anyway, I didn't have one um, or I had one, but I, I clearly wasn't important enough for me to uh, remember it later. Um, but as as I walked through last year, I'm a control freak and I'm used to taking care of everybody and everything and always being able to control the situation or at least what I think is control the situation. It's not intentional. I don't want to be that way or even recognize myself being that way. But when something goes so wrong that you're completely out of control, it causes you um, to stop and to just like, put your hands up and be like, all right, like, here we go. We're walking through this and this is me and you and we're a team and I can't, I can't do this. And there's something really liberating about that. And, and there's freedom in that. And last year and walking through the last two years that I walked through with my dad's accident and having to teach him to walk and all of these things. I mean, you guys were on that journey with me. Um, Something that drastically changed in me is I'm a visionary and I can always see, you know, 100 miles down the road where I'm headed, but I've never been good at just figuring out the next best step. I've never known how to just simplify to what can I do just today to make an impact on that journey to get us through. And so when it's so hard that you don't have control over it, that's as far as you can see. And there was such a blessing in that lesson. Like, okay, okay, Lord, like, I can't tell you what's going to happen in a hundred days from now. I can't tell you what's going to happen in a year from now, but I can tell you what I can do today to move the ball forward. Me and you, like, let's go. And there was so much value in that lesson alone when the journey was like so big and so out of control. It was just Kristen what can you get done today? How can you move the ball forward just today? And I don't think I could have learned that lesson any other way unless it was that hard because that's how hard-headed I am. <laughs> so reflecting back and how does that show up today in my life? How do I use that in business? How do I use that in relationships? Um, it's and just, yeah, just, I don't know. It was a crazy year, but it was like, holy cow, what an amazing lesson that I can take with me anywhere I go now. Yeah. When I hear both you, all of you talk about reflection, I'm hearing a really important piece to this. So y'all, if you're listening and you're catching this too, this is really pivotal. 
you each are asking very good questions. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the power of questions before. Questions direct our thinking. They set our intention. Jesus asked a lot of them, hundreds of them. And it's really how we get to the depth of our soul hunger and how we recognize who we've become, uh, what God has done in our lives. We recognize the revelation of the previous year so that we can go into the next year and redeem some things. And so questions are really powerful. And if you guys, are you up for a little game right now? Can we do a little end of the year game? It gets to be fun, you guys. I love this. So shout out to my friend, Amy Stockstill. She's the founder of Let's Echo. She coaches female preachers and teachers and communicators. And so she does a year in review PDF every year. And I have I have a few questions for us. So I want you to like quick, quick, um, I'm calling it rapid fire, okay? Okay, Rapid fire. And for you listening at home, I want you to play along. Okay, so the theme, victories. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave me victories in... My parenting. Mm -hmm. I love that. We might get a one-word answer right now. Healing. Healing. Marriage for me, for us. I would say business, like... Yeah, business and consistency. Okay. And clearly I I prepped it as questions. These are free write prompts, but you get the idea. Okay. The theme is passion and the free write prompt. My heart is stirred in Jesus. Words. Creativity. This year has been a lot of of Jesus and a lot of just diving into the Bible and being there in the mornings. Let's go. When I feel most alive, it is because. here. Go, Nat. Partnering, learning how to partner with God. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say seeing him in every action. Hmm. Mm. I'm going to go with teaching people and being his hands and feet. Come on. Jess, you're not answering. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. And I did answer this one. The first thing. Okay. When I feel most alive, it is because I'm dancing with Jesus. (laughs) That is, it's freedom. It's rhythmic. It's fluid. It's my passion. And it's the lover of my soul. Hold on. Look at this. Look at this note. What? Oh, dance with me oh. from grandma, grandpa and Jesus. This is on my computer. Oh, dance <laughs> with me. I feel like that is how our life, our lives as daughters of God should be dancing with our King, with our father, with the lover of our soul, with our heavenly husband, and he's the one leading. And so we just have to follow in his footsteps. Okay. Two more, two more. I am extremely inspired by you girls. <laughs> I am. Oh, people, just people. I, I, I can be inspired by people who aren't necessarily in a kindred spiritual state that I am. I, I'm just by people, you know, I just the, I, I think it's the inmost part of their goodness that inspires me, even mm-hmm. when they're stepping out of alignment with their truest character. Yeah. Children, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, just children because ugh, 
because God tells us to be like children and Mm -hmm. we overcomplicate so much. And when you watch how children just love Jesus and can worship them freely, no, no strings attached, no striving, no performance, all that stuff is the world and, and upbringing and things that they're told to be when they're just living authentically, how God created them to be. Oh, talk about inspiration. I was like, I just want to be more like the kids I serve. Yeah. I love that you, or Kristen, did you go? I'm inspired by, I've got some really strong women around me that I'm just inspired by and I'm inspired by where they're headed and their fearlessness and, and just, you know, they may have fear, but they certainly walk as though they have courage. And I just, uh, I'm inspired by where they're going and how they're impacting the world. Wow. Okay. The theme there, we are inspired by bearers of goodness, beauty, light, truth, the image bearers of God. Um, finally, we'll we'll wrap it up with this free thought, free write prompt. I gained confidence in this one area. Honor. How to mm. honor people well. Wow. That was after a lot of heartache too. So it wow. didn't come easy. I would, I would say just uh, oh, authenticity. Just being authentic, just um, courage and being authentic. That's good. I I kind of agree with you, Tamara, but I think, um, can you say the question again? So I can just really like, what was it? You gained confidence in this one area. Which so area? Because of this action, well, I guess they kind of all reactions, but I gained confidence by, by really, truly forgiving. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. Um, I think forgiveness is, of course it's an action, but it's so, and because of forgiveness is, is like what you said, Tamara, that's what I didn't want to say honor, but it is, but the only way you really trick and honor people is also the forgiveness. And it doesn't mean that there are people that you, someone did something to you. There's forgiveness can be in a lot of different ways. And so I would say I gained confidence in truly understanding what <clears throat> forgiving is. Hmm. That's beautiful. I would say in in teaching and coming into alignment with what God has already put in me, what so my good. natural passion. I see is. that in you. Yes, yes. you know I, that's an evidence. That's <laughs> true. There, there is this, a quote, and I think I shared it at our retreat in Arizona, um, when we're talking about the fivefold ministry and the five off offices, and if you want to really get a better lens of what that looks like in motion. They said, of course, teachers, one of the fivefold. And the quote was, teachers live in the word. And I think it was apostles live with leaders, evangelists live with the lost, and so on and so on. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's me. I I live in the word. And that is something that the Lord yes, you're turned true. on. And he, <laughs> it, he turned it on in 2015. 2015, I was what? late twenties, early thirties, can't do the math, but it was the first time in my life I ever read the Bible front cover to back cover. And I was hooked. And, and, and so I gained a lot of confidence in teaching because I always thought, oh, I, I should go to Bible college and seminary and get it. I'm David, whatever it is. And I, I am pursuing that, but it doesn't need to stop me from being scholarly in my thinking and my teaching and my Good. studying right now. And that's just, 
that's who God created me to be. It, it is really exciting. But uh, yeah, I gained um, a lot of confidence with the Lord in learning. And then from that overflow and that joy of what I've learned, I want to share it with you. And so in true uh, Jessica fashion, I'm going to take us back to the beginning because as we're talking about the <laughs> reflection, <laughs> I told you, the power of reflection, I, I can't help but think of when God hovered. And we may have talked about this on the podcast, but, you know, review is good. And when I think of the creative process, I think of Genesis 1 and the creator, God creating everything. Previously, I thought that that creative process started with him speaking. And and God said, let there be light. And there was light. But there's something he did before speaking and he hovered. And in the Hebrew, the word hover means... uh, move or flutter, hover, but it actually also means to grow soft and to relax. Mm -hmm. And so before God created the world, before from his heart, his heart spoke and the the words and the the power came from his mouth, before that he hovered. And I love this conversation that uh, John Mark Comer and Andy Crouch had in the Luminary Conversations. Uh, Look that up, that podcast. Andy Crouch talked about this creative process we learned from Elohim in the beginning. And, and we we see God hovering, then we see God speak, and then we see God see. He saw that it was good. And then we see, we read God rest. And what Andy Crouch uh, kind of correlated that and how we can take that and, and practically live that out. He said it starts with contemplation, action, evaluation, and then more contemplation. And he says, if we don't contemplate both before and after, we get stuck in an action evaluation loop. Take action, evaluate. Why wasn't good enough? I got to do more action, evaluate, action, evaluate. And yet the invitation that God himself, the creator of all modeled for us is start with contemplation, start with relaxing, with resting and dreaming and imagining and marveling. And then from that place, action and evaluation. And then it also ends with, more contemplation. And and I just see when we read Genesis, it ends with resting and delighting and taking pleasure in the Lord and watching everything that he did before you go and do again. And so I've I've loved this conversation, girls. I've it went by way too quick, but you know what? Our next podcast recording or conversation is um we're kicking off 2024 with thoughts around how did this year and this word, this intention, this revelation shape us into the woman that we are as we count down into the new year on that New Year's Eve? And how is that positioning us as an image bearer of beauty, as an image bearer of truth to redeem, to, uh, dare I say, create a revolution in the new year? And uh, so we get to talk about that next conversation, which I'm really excited about. And anybody want to pray us out? Yeah, I'd love to. This is so good. Oh, Lord, we are just in awe of you. We're in awe of your hovering, God, even in this conversation that we're able to hover in your presence to just rest into you. And as we go into the new year, Lord, I just pray that the people listening, that they would have an opportunity to do the same, to just sit before you, God, to have that time of contemplation and knowing that they don't have to move, they don't have to act immediately, but they just get to hear from you, God, that you are also in the business of action. And so 
for you to speak words of life over your children, for you to speak words of life over families and marriages and children and home fronts and businesses, Lord, as people come at your feet and they come to just relish in the word that they want to set over their year, the intention that they want to have over their year, the vision that they want to make plain and write down, God, for this year, the goals that they want to have, Lord, that you would speak clearly, softly, gingerly, candidly, and you would give us the courage to take action and the pause to have evaluation that is not self-condemnation, but instead a curiosity, Lord, and to find ourselves more rightly in you, Lord, to see that we are infallible through your goodness, but to know that we're not going to do it perfectly and that it is okay, God, and that is the gap, that is the grace in which you come, the mercy in which you sent your son. And so we just thank you that we know we're not going to do it perfectly, but that you are the perfect one. And God, so we just want to relish in the word. We want to relish in your story. We want to relish in your presence and to watch you, God, to guide us into the places in which you'd have us go in this new year. We thank you for this season. We thank you for this group of women. We thank you for all of the loyal listeners. And we just are so expectant for what's ahead. We need to say a word as a, as a group here, Lord. And so we, I just ask that you would give us that word as we rest in reflection ourselves over what this podcast has become to us individually and how it's connected to the body of Christ and your ultimate kingdom expansion. We love you, Lord. We lift your name on high. In your mighty name we pray. Jesus, amen. 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 Love you, girls. <laughs> Happy New Year. Love you. Happy New Year. <laughs> Wild out.